my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. I'm so happy to introduce my guest today on our show because she was born in Puerto Rico, then raised in New York City. In 2011, she hit rock bottom. You are going to be so encouraged and strengthened when you hear her story from going from being completely broke as a single mom and what she did coming to today, 2020, where she has bought her own home. It's a half million dollar home. She is on her own, her own business and taking care of herself. Welcome, Brenda Sanchez. Hi. Hi, Nora. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here or be on your podcast. Well, you have an amazing story. I am so excited you get to share it because I know this is going to help a lot of women. Let's start with, uh, you said you were born in Puerto Rico. And yes. what age were you when your family moved to New York City? So I was nine months old. Um, okay. So I wasn't even a year yet. Um, yeah, I was born in, in Puerto Rico and in San Dulce, Puerto Rico. And, um, and I was raised in New York City, in the Bronx. Great. Wow. In the Bronx even. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about your family life and especially when it came to maybe career or money. What was your history there? So um, I was raised on welfare. Um, so we did not, um, growing up, I didn't learn much about money. Um, I, I saw that money went by fast. There was never enough. Um, I was told to save for emergencies and not spend all my money, but I wasn't really taught what to do with my money. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Then now, did you go, go ahead and tell us more now. Did you go to college or what was your education path after that? Sure. So out of high school, I didn't have money, um, for college because, Obviously, you know, uh, my my family was not financially independent. Right. So I ended up going into the military. I went into the Army. Wow. I did a contract of three years. Um, my job was logistics. And I got out um, of the military and I went into school. I got an associate's degree in court reporting. I really didn't like that when I... Um, did the internship. So I went back to school. I got a, um, a bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in accounting. And then as a single mom, I, um, I got my CPA license, my certified public accountant license in New Mexico. And I also got a MBA master's in business administration as a single mom as well. Um, with Texas A&M. 
Okay. Wow. And you have a daughter? Yes, I do. She's nine. Okay. Nine. Mm -hmm. So she was really little when you were putting yourself through school. Yeah. So actually, um, yeah, we, my daughter, it was challenging to try to do homework um, (laughs) and work full time and take care of my daughter. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm, and that's a great background for our friend listening to know that you had come from a family that was on welfare where you did not really learn about money, but mm-hmm. you were able to go ahead and put yourself through school. I appreciate that we will often pick some kind of major that we think is going to be what we like or some kind of area of expertise, and it doesn't work because that's that is the hard thing about education. Sometimes we don't really know mm-hmm. uh, about what we might like to do. That's so true. I mean, if they if they allowed you to do maybe a few months in that field, in a specific field, you can kind of get a feel for it and then decide whether if you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on school for that particular field. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who went to school for a certain major and then got out there and was like, oh, I really don't like this. <laughs> right. That's absolutely yeah. true. You know, back in the old days, whenever 1800s, I think they had apprentice jobs. They, yeah. they started as an apprentice. It, education was different then. It was, yeah. some of it was more caught than taught. And I talk about that because where I ended up, in my area of career and expertise, it was more what I caught from my dad than actually college education because college education is not for everybody. I know in our country, we have a a big value on it and that's great, but it's got to be the value where you graduate with uh, a degree or expertise that you want to do that you'll be good in. And all right, let's, Fast forward to your time when you hit your financial hardship where you were a single mom. This was after you even graduated and you were a single mom and you were you were broke. Let's talk about that and what happened in 2011. Well, I, I do, um, do want to clarify something really fast. So my when I had my financial hardship, I had my associates and I had my bachelor's, but I did not have my CPA or my master's. So, um, and you were still finished. a graduate, a graduate yeah. with a financial <laughs> hardship, right? <laughs> I just, I just didn't want, I just didn't want someone to think, oh, she got all these degrees. It should be easy. So, <laughs> oh no, they're going to um, find out. They're going to find out now. That's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So, so in 2011, um, I was separated, um, from my husband and, um, we were going through a very bitter divorce. Um, I, um, sorry, I, I get kind of emotional talking about it sometimes. So please forgive me. So, um, we were living in Hawaii and, um, he was in the military. So his chain of command had to force him to buy plane tickets for me and my daughter. Um, my daughter was, let's see, Oxford, she was seven months she was seven months old um he bought his plane tickets to leave 
at the time, my um, my mom did not want to um, give us a place to stay. So I did not have a place to stay. Um, I had some friends in San Diego that offered to let us stay with them. Um, and like I said, it was a bitter divorce. He wanted to... Um, Let's just say he wanted to make it very difficult for me. <laughs> so he ended up calling um, military housing because my my friends were, well, the husband was in the military and they were allowing us to stay with them. So he called military housing um, to get us kicked out. So uh-huh. I did not, yeah, I did not have a place to live. Um, I stayed with different friends and then... Um, I was getting, um, well, I had some money in the bank, so I ended up getting like this little, um, it, it was like a, um, um, like a trailer out in like the middle of nowhere, Julian, California. I'm not sure if, oh, wow. if the listeners so you is were in Cali- aware. You were in California yeah, at the Cal- time. I was so high, yeah, high was cost in- of living there. Yes. Very high cost of living at the time. Um, the market wasn't doing so well either. So it was hard for me to find a job, even in accounting because everyone wanted three to five years experience. Well, wow. you're not going to have three to five years experience if you're fresh out of college. Right. Um, Cause I had graduated with my bachelor's uh, in 2010, May, 2010. Oh, so, okay. And this was June, 2011. Right. So you were basically homeless yeah. after, after your divorce, you were homeless yeah. and you had a friend that you were staying with and yet, uh, that's really sad. Your ex-husband would intervene like that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and yeah, and it, it, I'm pretty sure, you know, there's lots of times where, um, people just do very nasty things to each other when it's, it's a bitter divorce. Right. So, um, anyway, so I, I had to go to court. And, um, the money that I had was going to a a place to live for me and my daughter for food in her mouth and to pay an attorney. And, um, so I, in two months I had lost like 20 pounds because I wasn't eating. I didn't have, um, I didn't have money to feed myself, but my priorities were okay. My daughter needs to be okay. Um, so I used my money for that. I, um, (laughs) I ended up, uh, dating this guy that he, he was really good to us. Um, and we ended up staying with him and he was an awesome, like dad figure to my daughter and she was still a baby. Um, but he was in the military so he ended up, um, I ended up finding a temporary job in, in San Diego. So we were back to San Diego because we were staying with friends in San Diego. Then I had to move to Julian because we got kicked out. Um, well, we were staying in some places in San Diego. Got kicked out, um, went to Julian. Then we came back to San Diego um, because of the guy that I was dating. And he ended up getting orders for Japan. 
So we weren't married or anything, so we couldn't go with him. So um, I ended up having, I ended up getting a temp job, but then that ended. So I was looking for jobs like in, um, in California. I was like, I reached, you know, I, I opened up my search for, you know, other places that I knew that can probably either stay with someone or, or something like that. So I ended up finding um, an accounting job in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now let's so, let's um, talk about that. How yeah. what what did you do? So really, you were back homeless again and broke. Yeah. What yep. did you mm-hmm. do in your search for finding that job? So I went like I went online. I tried everything because since it was a temp job, it it ended abruptly. They basically called me on a Friday and said, "Hey." Uh, we don't want, you know, this is your last day. Like after I completed my day and I was home, they called me and they were like, well, that was your last day. Um, you know, we don't want you to come back on Monday. So I'm scrambling. Yeah. I'm scrambling. And, um, I was like going on Craigslist. I was going on, you know, USA jobs. I was going on all kinds of different, you know, all, like everything you can do, basically Google job search, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up finding a job through Craigslist um, in Albuquerque. And um, so my job ended on a Friday. They called me that next Monday because I was doing the job search and everything online. They called me that next Monday. They were like, oh, we want you to come in, um, you know, for an interview. So by that next Friday, I drove I just got in my car I drove um to um Albuquerque I had I had some friends in Albuquerque so they let me stay with them they were thrilled (laughs) that I divorced my (laughs) divorced my ex-husband because they they really didn't like him but um anyway (laughs) that's besides the point so um they they were thrilled um to have us with them and um I got a job and then about, gosh, I'd say a month later, um, I had an apartment. So I, I kind of built, I, I, I went on and built up my career from there. So I, I found, um, I, I did some property management accounting in Albuquerque. And then I found um, a reinsurance job. And then finally, I found this um, federal agency job that I have now. So how, how did you, okay. So you worked, you were there for a month Mm -hmm. and I loved that you, you go to your support system. Like you went Mm -hmm. to friends and Mm -hmm. stayed with them. But what I like is that when you did that, I'm sure there was like some kind of communication where, Hey, I've got this job. I'm just going to be there temporarily. And, you kept your word about moving out. You got your own place. Yeah. And because our finding our support system, because there are people who will support us, especially when yeah. they know we're making good decisions. We're changing. Yeah. If there's something that we've done in our lives that get us to the place where we are, are broke. Some yeah. of us, it's because of poor decisions. And some of us, it is circumstances in life. If you, if you get fired or you get, divorce or sadly your husband passed away. There are some things that are out of our control. And I like that you were always thinking, I need to go get 
my own place to live. I need to be on my own. And here you are with your single uh, mom and, and your daughter. And mm-hmm. that you always had that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. To, okay. Then, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. We, all right. You moved out and because you kind of went fast forward through the different jobs that you had or the other ways that you were uh, maneuvering with your career. Because I, mm-hmm. I want you to share with our friend listening, what were some of the thoughts you had that you improved and you uh, got better jobs or you got uh, more clients? Let's let's talk about that. Sure. So, um, so when I was growing up, I, I, I wanted to be, I I don't, I don't know if you remember this movie, Working Girl. So it was, um, it was like this 80s movie where it's like this, um, um, this girl was like a secretary and she became like this big shot and stuff like that. So I've always liked business. (laughs) I've always liked business and like, you know, being a big shot and whatever. Right. But I never had like any kind of like direction. So my thing was, is okay. I want to build like this, um, background of all this kind of accounting and auditing and tax. And, um, because ever since I was like in college getting my bachelor's, I've been doing taxes, like kind of on the side, mm-hmm. even if it was just for myself, even if I didn't have clients, I would still, um, you know, refresh myself every year on tax laws and things like that. So, Wonderful. um, Wonderful. yeah, so, so, um, that's, so I want to have, I, I knew I wanted to have like a well-rounded background of experience. So um, I kind of did the property management thing and that's like services. And then I did the reinsurance thing, which is still kind of services, but it's, mm-hmm. it's more complicated. And then um, I have that tax. And then um, now the longest would be the, the uh, auditing. So I have that as well. Um, and I've been working on kind of doing my own thing because I, um, I, I'm still, I still work for the federal government and I'm very grateful to have, to work for the federal government. Um, the federal government paid for my, um, my CPA license and they paid for my, um, for my MBA as well. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, but I, I want to, um, go on and do my own thing, right. um, empower other, other businesses to, um, be more efficient, be more productive, um, in, in any way I can using my, my accounting and business and auditing and tax knowledge and, and things like that. I love that. Then it's interesting as a child, how movies can impact us in such yes. a big way. They can be motivating or they can actually suck the life out of you in a way where you, you see some movie that it's not maybe realistic or it's just Hollywood and we can get stuck on that. I was kind of thinking about that on the way over here to the studio that in America we we follow what we call influencers. We used to call them celebrities. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, we kind of idolize film and television stars or sports stars that do things that we all, we're never going to do. And it's yeah. almost like we've jumped into their dream 
and we're enjoying their dream rather than building our own. And I think it's wonderful that as a child you saw this movie, hearing you talk, I can see that your it was your mindset that helped you to keep thinking, I'm going to do better. I can do this. There's help. There's ways I can, you, you used your mind in a great way. And I, our minds are really one of our very best assets or our minds can be our worst enemy because our conscious minds are made to kind of protect us. Oh, don't do that. It could, it could hurt. And then our subconscious minds are another part of us, which we're learning more and more every day through science, the impact of growing up and how that affects our subconscious mind, where we're on autopilot in some ways without even realizing it. We, we drift through life rather than being intentional. What I love about your story, you were very intentional in that movie, Growing Up that you saw a working girl. I'm not sure I heard of it, but okay, friends, let's watch that movie working girl. Cause that inspired you, which is really wonderful. That's, that's really great. And I like that even though you did have a job working with the federal government that you kind of strategized with their helping you out with your education. So you probably looked at the benefits that, working for somebody else can do because there are those benefits because everyone is either paid for your time that you give the company or you're paid by results. Like what I do is I'm more paid by results. And then you, you're kind of doing both. Let's talk about what you are doing where you're paid for results, where you've had some of the clients. And, and I love that you kept your area of expertise up. You didn't just let that go. So um, I help I help businesses become basically use their use accounting and business knowledge to become more effective and more efficient. So, uh, for instance, a bit like a small business. Let's let's say a small business structure can be either your best friend or your worst enemy. So, as an accountant one of the business structures that I discourage mm-hmm. <laughs> discourage business owners from having is a sole proprietorship because of the tax side. Um, lots of self, you get killed on self, self-employment taxes. Wow. There's things like that where if you, if you shift your business structure, like legally, this is all legally. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I don't do anything that, that goes against the law. I don't, look for loopholes and things like that. It's all legal um, where an S corp can work for a business and save them a ton on, on self-employment tax. That's kind of like a small example. Um, but just looking at how they do their accounting, are there efficiencies there? Um, tax planning, like I was talking before, it, it deals with um, the business structure as well. Um, internal controls. Here's, Here's something that um, some business owners don't even think about until it's a problem. For instance, um, there was a business that 
I'm not going to say what the business is because <laughs> I, I don't want to put them out there. But they, um, an accountant in that business embezzled hundreds of thousands of dollars from them because they didn't have the proper internal controls. Wow. So um, I say this not to scare people, but to help them. Of course. So if you are proactive um, with these things, you can avoid so many different problems, uh, you know, so many different issues and problems that you didn't even realize. So that's, that's kind of what I help clients do. That is awesome and very important because in setting up a business, we do need to know what entity do we go with and what, uh, I appreciate what you said. Structure can be your best friend or your worst enemy if you don't set up your business right. Yep. And there are mm-hmm. experts like you that can that can help with that because it's like mm-hmm. if somebody's listening thinking our friend right now might be thinking, wait, huh, legal, what was that? Well, the nice thing is you can rewind and just listen to everything that that Brenda said yeah. uh, with what what you're needing to know because there are some different entities like a limited liability company that if you're going to flip a house, you want to put it in that liability company Mm -hmm. or some, like you said, the S corp when it comes to self-employment or certain businesses that we have, there's these different structures that can help. Or if you choose the wrong one, you can, you can have a lot of overpay in taxes or uh, just run into into trouble with that. And that's what I like about Brenda. She's really sharp. Brenda and I met at a book writing course mm-hmm. and she is the upcoming author of the book. What are you writing? Keep more profit. Oh, and she's not the upcoming author. She's the author of the upcoming book. Okay. P- yeah. Keep, keep more profits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am the author of the upcoming book. Keep more profits. And what is that about? So it's seven ways to use tax and business planning to create business efficiency. Um, so it's, it's kind of the same thing of what I was talking about. Um, looking at your business structure, looking at uh, your tax planning, looking at your, um, your accounting system. Um, it's more for established businesses. Um, startups can use it too for, for planning, you know, to open their, their business, but it's, it's more geared towards established businesses to kind of, you know, take another look at, um, your business plan, for instance, right? If, if you create a business plan, you throw in the drawer and you never look at it again, it's kind of not going to help you because you want to scale, you want to, you know, create more, more keep more profits right right <laughs> <laughs> so um it's, it's it's kind of looking at those things um to see where you can tweak and and you know keep more money in your pocket versus giving it up on taxes and it's all legal strategies i i i say that very strongly yes. <laughs> because um if you get into a boat where you're doing things that are unethical, eventually you will get found out. You will run into problems. You will have some kind of negative consequences. I mean, look at Enron and and companies like that. Yeah, they they were able to get away with it for years, but eventually it all caught up with them. It's not worth it. That is so true. It is not worth it. And I love, again, your mindset 
because we can also live better with ourselves when we know we are, are a person of integrity and we are honest and you don't have to worry about the government coming after you or <laughs> exactly and we can sleep better at night it's not worth doing uh, anything dishonest dishonestly or being yeah. dishonest or entertaining anything illegal what for it's just not worth it it does come back on you and yep. I love your thinking. That's what I also like about you. And <laughs> there's great ways to be legal and yet to save on taxes and to set up your business in a better way. So mm-hmm. you can save on taxes. We do pay, pay taxes, but why not take advantage of what the government has set up? Because businesses also have to make money. We can't just keep paying taxes. We we want to exactly. pay our employees and keep our businesses profitable so we can yeah. <laughs> pay our yeah. employees. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been wonderful. I've absolutely loved our time together. And I'm sure our friend listening <laughs> is thinking, okay, this girl, she is very intelligent. That's what I'm thinking. It's <laughs> really <laughs> intelligent. I love how you went from being homeless to now today. I think in 2019, you bought your home, half a million dollar home. Yes. So actually in 2020. So okay, okay. 2020 is my year. <laughs> okay. It is so this year then. <laughs> so in January, in January, I bought a half a million dollar home. Um, uh, as the sole owner of the home, Good. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm I'm very proud of that um, because it's something that I never thought. Again, getting back to what you were saying about mindset, it was never something I thought I could do, and I did it. And <laughs> and you know you can do it too. So yes. um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our friend listening, if Brenda can do it, so can you. And I love, like you said, you did this on your own because I know you are engaged now. Yes. Is that right? Okay. (laughs) So, but I love that you did it on your own, which is wonderful because I do say that it's uh, for our friends that are married and that's great. You have Mm -hmm. somebody to support you, someone there at home to help with the kids, bills, chores, all of that. But as single moms, we don't have that. And no. oftentimes we come out of a very hurtful situation or divorce. Some some of us out of domestic violence and have a lot to work through. Excuse me. With our minds and and our emotions and our our self worth. It's it's very important. We we have everything we need that, that I believe. God put everything in us that we need to have for strength and thinking, thinking right, thinking rightly, which is what I love that you have done. And so here you are, 2020, going from homeless (laughs) to buying a half million dollar home all on your own. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to share or say that I didn't ask about or didn't cover um, so I want, I want to go back to what you were saying about support system. Um, if you're out there and you feel like, I just want to say this to, <laughs> um, women, cause we tend to be kind of harsh on each other. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, if you're in a tough place, whether if you're a teenager, 
or you're, you know, you're married or you're single or whatever it is, um, reach out and, and try to, to get someone that you can talk to, whether if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a therapist or anything like that, but just having kind of a sounding board, maybe, maybe a, a meetup group of single moms or single parents or something, because when you're in your like lowest of your of the low, you need someone to kind of lift you out of that. Yes. To say, hey, you can do this. Just even if it's, you know, even if it's just emotional support, some right. kind of support. Because that would make a world of difference yes. and, and know that you're not alone. Right. You're not alone. There are other women who who've been through, you know, I'm sure there's women who've been through way worse than me. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it, I hope, I hope that, you know, you can find someone to be your support system. Um, even if it's just one person. That is right. And you hit the nail on the head and there are people that want to help and there are uh, communities and people groups. There are churches, there are meetups, there's yeah. uh, clubs, there are opportunities that don't cost anything too. We're not talking about, oh, I got to join this co- club and pay money. No, meetups are, mm-hmm. don't cost, doesn't cost to go to church and you will find people there mm-hmm. yeah. that care. And there's like here in Arizona where I live, there's 183 mm-hmm. nonprofit agencies, charities, Christian ministries like that for women that help women support is out there. And Brenda is absolutely right. There is support for you. You can Mm -hmm. find it. And one day you, my friend listening will be where Brenda's at. If she can do it, so can you, and you will be someone else's support system. Mm -hmm. All right. Great. Brenda, just love your story. And I know you've encouraged our friend listening today. (laughs) Okay, great. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. You are welcome. Okay. Love you, friend. Love you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.